Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. This is the other side of midnight. I'm Frank Morano. It is hard to believe, but it has been over nine years since we lost uh, one of the greatest comedians and comedic actors of all time. Not just a comedic actor, though. He was someone that was terrific in dramatic roles as well. Uh, someone that was an Academy Award winner, an Emmy Award winner that was loved by critics, was loved by audiences, and seems to have been loved by his colleagues. That's right. Talking about Robin Williams, whose work, whether as a, a voiceover actor or a conventional actor, a TV actor, a film actor, still lives on through so many of the great projects that he took on, whether it's Mork and Mindy, whether it's Mrs. Doubtfire, whether it's Good Will Hunting, whether it's Good Morning Vietnam, whether it's Patch Adams. Uh, the list goes on and on. And to think that uh, he died at only 63 years of age, taking his own life after being diagnosed apparently with Parkinson's disease is just uh, a horrible tragedy. He was somebody that still had so much left uh, to give to the world, clearly was so gifted with talent. And if you're a Robin Williams fan as I am, I think you'll probably appreciate the efforts of Roger Cabler, who's an actor, a comedian, a writer, and he's now channeling Robin Williams in the film and stage show, Being Robin. Kind enough to get up early with us this Thanksgiving weekend. Roger, hope you had a nice Thanksgiving. Thanks for joining me on the radio. Thank you, Frank. I, uh, that was a beautiful introduction. Uh, I had to have a giant piece of pecan pie and coffee to achieve awakeness for this intense little moment. Whoa. <laughs> and I'm I, having I, a little Robin moment, too. It's, it's strange. I'm sitting in my car outside a very scary hotel. Good morning, ma'am. No, I'll be right with you. Um, <laughs> no, I don't have any money. No. Please, I, please. I, I have here. Here's some trail mix. Good night. No, I'm kidding. I, I'm I, kidding. I, Come on now. I appreciate that. Hey, <laughs> Roger, uh, before we get into what these last nine years have been like for you and what you're going to be doing in the show being Robin, mm -hmm. what was so special about Robin Williams? There's a lot of very funny people out there. There's a lot of people that are good actors. There are a lot of people that seem like nice guys. What was it that made Roger, Robin Williams unique? Well, Frank, I want to correct you on one thing, okay? He died of something called Louis Body Dementia which is, it's a cousin of Parkinson's, but it's a darker cousin. He was suffering vivid hallucinations um, and terrified, and he was immobile, and he couldn't think right, he couldn't speak right. It was way worse than anything that anybody knew about, and he couldn't live with it anymore, and that's what happened there. A lot of people are like, no, oh, he's so selfish. Mm, uh, you know, if he, it, it, it was just un, unbearable, apparently. And this is what triggered my reaction towards him, because I've always loved him. 
and he was special. He was an extraordinary spirit. And, 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 and in, in a way, he permeated us. He stayed with us in some weird way. And so after his death, it was even more, oh, yo, it was more powerful than, more power than a speeding speedball. You know what I'm saying? It was, whoa! And when he died, it got into me, because I had been impersonating for for years. Uh, he was part of my show, among other impressions. But his his presence and the way people felt about him was so strong that here we are, nine years later, I'm still doing this show. I made a movie. And he stayed with me in, in a strange way. Um, I don't want to say possessed because that's people like, oh, my God, how dare you? And it's not that I'm trying to prove it. I'm just feeling like he is with me and he experiences things through me, maybe sometimes. Well, I want to ask you about that. But I mean, as an entertainer, uh, putting aside this unique connection that the two of you have with one another, what was it that made him so great? What was it that made him uh, unique among other entertainers? Well, I heard it was no, never mind. It was uh it was his brain. It was his incredible brain. He was a smart dude. He was really really lightning fast and and he had a deep desire to make you happy. And when you find somebody like that, people pay attention. And I think he was a Buddha. I think he was one of the great great spirits. I and mean, it's indescribable the effect that, you know, when you think about where were you when Kennedy died, John Lennon, the whole world grieved Robin Williams, not in just a national level, but a global. Mm. It became, everybody was affected. Everybody you talk to is still, I can't believe it. How could he be gone? And he isn't. He really well, isn't. So what made him so special? He's a brilliant actor. And he was totally free. He was a child who liked to play, and he liked to play with you. You're his play friend. Billions of people were his play friends because that's that's how he reached you. He played with you. And that's what I try to do with the audience. I go out there and play with them. I don't always know what's going to happen either. That's what he did. Yeah, we're talking hey, with Rob. whatever happens, you know. Exactly. We're talking with uh, Robin uh, Cabler. If you want to learn more about uh, him and his work in bringing Robin Williams back, uh, you can uh, go to beingrobinthemovie.com. That's uh, beingrobinthemovie.com. Um, so talk to me about what happened when he died. A lot of people were sad. A lot of people were oh, upset. But yeah. you you alluded to some sort of spiritual connection. Right. Describe it for us. That's a really good question. Um, I'm going to try to keep it short because I tend to... It's, you know, being up at this hour. It's like... I get it. Talking? Believe no, me, I get just it. Do a sentence or two. Well, you're very good. I've been listening to you and you get this. I mean... And the up. fact that you were able to stay awake is uh, is an impressive oh, thing. Oh, I did not stay awake. I, <laughs> I had many multiple alarms going off. It was like the beginning of Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, you know, all the bells. <laughs> anyway, um, so the question was? When, when Robin Williams when died. died. What yeah. happened? Okay, so um, you have to understand that I had already dropped out of show business because of a drug and alcohol and mental illness problem. I have crazy foam in the corners of my mouth right now. As we speak, I'm just foaming because I'm excited to be awake and with you. So Robin had a similar thing. When he passed, I was minding my own business because I wasn't in show business because I was told to stay out of show business 
and I became a painter. I do portraits and puppy dog pictures and, you know, just making a humble living in Massachusetts in the woods. And when he died, it was like a couple weeks, days later, it hit me so hard because people were asking me, hey, dude, you going to do like a tribute? And I'm like, no, I'm retired. I'm not doing a tribute. But then I went and made a face in the mirror. I made a Robin face and bam, it hit me so hard. All of a sudden I was in the grips of the spirit. It was like when God, when you're in church and the spirit gets a hold of you, baby, you're going to rock and roll, baby. You know what I'm saying? All of a sudden I'm seeing visions. Yes, but they weren't good ones. I'll tell you this right now. I experienced his death. Ah! It was horrible. And I'm not trying to make a story fun. I can't even tell you the degree that at that point I wasn't watching it. I was experiencing it as Robin, not as me going, oh, poor baby. And not like a Scrooge thing, like, you know, Ghost of Christmas Future. It was, I was Robin. The moan coming out of my mouth as I watched myself go was Robin's voice. And the hair on my arms grew hairier. So what are you going to do? But I moaned on my girlfriend's shoulder. I was crying my eyes out. It was a spiritual experience, man, but it was really dark. So the thing that, and you have to go through that in order to get to where I got, which is a very joyous place. So, so tell me about this film, Being Robin. Again, people can yeah. check out the trailer, and uh, we're going to play the yeah. trailer um, as well. But t- tell me about Being being Robin. So after doing this thing that happened with me and after he died, people were asking me to do a tribute, and Robin was hanging around. I, I accepted the fact that perhaps I was touched, maybe an empathic experience, I don't know. I'm also mentally ill. I got bipolar. My magical thinking. Oh, I always have to be lucky mind, you know. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what the hell is going on? And Robin pops out. He experiences my girlfriend in a funny kind of personal way. Whoa! <laughs> no. She goes, what are you doing? It's not me, honey. It's Robin. Oh, I see. <laughs> um, great. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm not just... Twit, I, you know, and then he was grabbing my paintbrushes and, oh, look, Pascal. And I was like, no, you can't be here. And the weirdest thing that happened was I was walking in the woods, Frank, and uh, minding my business, not thinking about him or anything else. And out of my voice came, I miss my kids. And I was like, what? And it was not anything that was expected or, or wanted. But I suddenly realized, like, okay. Let's uh, consider this as possibly real. And, and I've been disrespecting Robin. I threw him out. He was asking something of me, maybe. And I was like, well, what do you want to do? You know, okay, what? I want to go back to work. You know, that's what I kept hearing. I want to go back to work. Let's go. Come on. This be a good time. Come on, let's do this. And I realized that, okay, uh, what? I didn't want to, but I, I, how do I say no to Robin Williams? Who mm-hmm. am I to say no? That's what the movie's about, how that all came about, and how we started a show and mounted a stage show as a tribute, but also a recreation wow. where I would suit up and go on stage for an hour and do whatever Robin wanted me to. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. 
Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Uh, yeah, uh, as I mentioned, people can uh, can check the film out at uh, beingrobinthemovie.com. We're going to ask you about this uh, stage show in just a minute. But uh, uh, Matt Plays, if we can, let's let f- folks hear the trailer to Being Robin. Cool. In the winter of 2014, I was convinced that I was possessed by the spirit of Robin Williams. I can't eat at Domino's anymore. Why? Because it gives me pizzeria. <laughs> I had a remarkable experience that I can't explain. And it's breathtaking and exhilarating. I'm Robin Williams. Something goes through you. He came back. You could ask him what he's doing here. What did you come here to do? Trick or treat. Good to have you back, Robin. Thank you. I could feel his presence in the room. No, 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 no. Very authentic. It's all fake. There was nothing phony about it. Fugazi. What's your name? Reverend Williams. (laughs) What's up, my brother from a broken rubber? (laughs) This is a delusional disorder. (laughs) Really? I've never seen anything like it. He's diagnosed with bipolar. He lives through me. I've been trying to get a hold of you. I'd like to talk to you. It's been a while. I couldn't stop it, and I didn't want to. We were on a mission. What's on your mind, dear? That is the trailer to Being Robin. Uh, My guest is uh, Roger Kabler. Uh, So. Roger, you're not only this is now not only a film, but it's a, a stage show, and uh, people have the right. opportunity to see it uh, this week, right? If they're if they're in the New York area, yeah, it's at the Triad Theater uh, tomorrow night at seven o'clock. There are tickets available. There's plenty of tickets for thirty dollars. Um, you know, the prices were were cut so people could see it. This is going to be sort of a farewell tour. I've been doing the show for almost ten years. And a lot of people have embraced it and told me, thank you for bringing Robin back. And I was like, I've been blown away by the response. It's, there isn't any show like it. And it's, it's not like a clean cut, you know, scripted, ordered show. It's kind of like a seance where hmm. the more the audience laughs, the more Robin, I can feel Robin experiencing it. So you're feeling something of Robin in the room. And even uh, uh, Cindy Williams, who was Shirley on Laverne and Shirley said, I feel Robin, you know, when she saw this thing. 
And I, you know, she hugged me. She grabbed me and was like holding me and saying, I feel Robin. And I was like, well, thank you. This is what I, you know, this is what I set out to do. And Robin and I have been writing for, you know, we just come up with, you know, and I just, I feel his presence. And this show, you will too, if you see it. Uh, I would love, and, and you know what? I feel his excitement about coming to New York and sort of buttoning the nine or 10 years, however it's been, with a show in New York off Broadway. And if somebody, and there's going to be some backers out there, want to take it to another level, that's cool. I would love to. And the movie will be available as soon as we clear uh, December 4th. We'll hear from Sundance whether or not we got in there. And after that, I can put it for sale again. Right now it's on hold because you can't sell a movie while gotcha. you're you know. Gotcha. But so, if you want the film, you write to me at Facebook. My name is Roger Cabler, K-A-B-L-E-R. Friend me, and I'll, I will get you a copy of the film. So, so, Roger, if, uh, by the way, if people, and when we say tomorrow, it gets a little confusing this time in the morning for some people. Um, when you say tomorrow, it's, it's, it's Saturday, right? It is Saturday. So tomorrow is Saturday. I'm aware that it's Friday, even though it feels like Thursday. Right. Well, for some, Having, for some. I'm picking pecans out of my teeth, so it feels <laughs> like Thursday. I get it. I get it. Um, Roger, if people want to get tickets to that show at the Triad, how do they do that? Do you have the uh, online oh, phone number? Yeah. It's Eventbrite. If you just Google my name, Roger Cabler, uh, it'll come up. There'll be an Eventbrite or there'll be several outlets. You can call the Triad directly, too. You can go on the Triad website. And you can buy tickets there, or you go on Eventbrite. I don't have a phone number, though. I think uh, I could. Yeah, you no, I'll, I'll dig it up. Don't, don't. Well, Robin Williams Tribute, it's out there. Robin Williams Tribute in New York, any creative way to find it. It's a small theater, so you got to do it today. Don't wait. <laughs> do it now. Hey, you know, be... anyway, in, in looking at the trailer, Roger, you know what's interesting to me is that you – you physically look like Robin. Uh, I mean, you take on his facial expressions. I'm wondering if people have remarked about that, uh, how uncanny the resemblance is with the two of you. Well, I don't normally look like him. I look like I look more like Robert De Niro. And by the way, the second half of the show tomorrow night, or Saturday, is called Overactors Anonymous, and I do a lot of other impressions. Um, and that's the fun of it. You do Robin the whole first act, and the second act is, is, you know, and I take requests from the audience, and it's in a format that's like a 12-step program for people like Al Pacino who can't help to fire and spit to win an Oscar. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So it's all about their inability to just, you know, keep it on a certain level. They all, you know, they're all Jack Nicholson and a lot of, you know, Joe Pesci, yeah, you know, I got I to gotta freaking do this, you know, kind of thing. And De Niro's, you know, he's kind of running it. Christopher Walken's in there with a nervous breakdown. Sean Penn, who's got diaper rage. I do something called Godfather the Musical. It's a crazy show. There's music. It's, it sounds terrific. Yeah, it's fun. By the way, if people, and, uh, if people want to get yeah. tickets, they can call uh, 212 212- Three six two two five nine zero. That's two one two three six two two five nine zero. Roger, obviously, there's going to be some people that uh, that hear about this and think that you're kind of being exploitive of um, the memory, the talent, the legacy of a great entertainer, and they feel maybe this is not fair to his fans or oh, maybe even his family. The, I'm sure you've heard that criticism. What do no, you think? You're the first person that brought it up. <laughs> 
<laughs> How, let's Is that true? Dead silence now. No, of course not. <laughs> um, but let me get back to your other question, Frank. I'm right behind you. Um, I don't look anything like Robin Williams for the most part. I, I can make a face and look like him. There's um, people that have thought that was Robin in the movie. And like, dude, are you going to get sued? I'm like, that's not Robin. And I wrote a letter to his family saying, look, uh, before I make this movie, I want you to know this is a love letter to Robin. And um, first of all, I'm going to explain the second part, but I just said that I'm not using any of his images or voice in this movie. It's me. And it's my story. So just in case you guys haven't heard the first part of this, in case you're just tuning in, tell them what he's won, okay? It was <laughs> not my plan to ever be on stage again. I was happy being a painter living in the woods. Robin ambushed me and brought me back in. And no, I'm not a carnival man trying to buy or sell something. I didn't want this. I did not want to do this. I was very, very, and the film is all about that. I had said no. The agent called, do you want to do this? I said, no. It's not, it, it, it is in some way probably hurtful to their family, to his family. So I don't pursue them. Mm -hmm. I don't need them to see this. And there have been people that have gone that way, but I think when they hear the story, they understand that I was compelled to do it. It's, I'm, not, I'm kind of broke. I'm not like a big guy sitting on a pile of money here. This is not what it is. I'm the only one doing it. And I, and I think if people have that opinion, we even express it in the film. It's a hoax. He's doing <laughs> it to cash in on Robin. But for the most part, it's really, really been embraced because of the way, the way we do it, the way it is, man. I'm not, I'm an empath. I'm a, I'm a shaman. I'm Jewish. I'm a painter. I'm not this big showbiz creep. Uh, I'm sitting here in a hotel in Fort Lee, New Jersey, exhausted from nine years of going through this thing with Robin, and I need to stop because I'm tired and I'm 61 years old. Are you listening to me? Stop it. <laughs> stop doubting me. I'm tired. I'm doing my own thing now. Um, and I do the other impressions too. But with Robin, it's not an impression. It's, a, it's, it's an act of love. My feeling mm -hmm. about Robin, I just want to say this, is that I was so devastated by his loss, I'd do anything to keep him alive. And that's, that's a big part of it. Whether it's supernatural or I'm crazy, he's, you know, in conscious with me, like he is with everybody. My experience is that I, I did this to try to keep him alive in some way. And if hmm. you understand uh, that... Roger. Yeah. yeah, we're going to have to end it there. Uh, if people want to see the show tomorrow, uh, definitely they should check out the Triad Theater. It sounds like it's going to be really something. Best of oh, luck. Let's talk again soon. Thank you so much. Thank I'm you. sorry you... I blathered on, but I appreciate you. Thank hey, you. Hey, uh, please. Please, uh, it's a, it, they call it a talk show for a reason. We encourage talking. All right. Uh, if you want to comment on any portion of my discussion with uh, Roger Cabler, you're welcome to give me a call, 1-800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. 
Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.